Rosenthal, and I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is B of C Live for Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Business of Cannabis is in solidarity with those that seek justice and reform. People of color have been mistreated and justice carried out unequally or not at all for far too long. This is true on the cannabis front and larger society overall. Black Lives Matter. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the business of cannabis since 2017 through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as real world and virtual events. We've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. Upcoming, we have a conversation with Corey Mangold of Orchid Ventures, trading under ORCD on the CSE. But first, today is Tuesday, which is our benchmarks update from our partners at Cannabis Benchmarks. Today, they took a look at the March 2020 retail sales revenues in Canada, which were recently released by Statistics Canada. Retail revenue totaled $181 million Canadian, up almost $30 million month over month, and $120 million year over year. With fewer storefronts open, average daily sales per store in Quebec and Ontario far outpaced those in Alberta and British Columbia. Cannabis Benchmarks posited that the latter two provinces, Alberta and British Columbia, may be oversaturated with retailers as their average daily sales per store were well below the national average in March. Yesterday, we announced a new ongoing partnership with CanDelta, a cannabis regulatory and science advisory firm. They have become our official regulatory advisory at Business of Cannabis. Every week, we encourage you, our audience, to post questions to the CanDelta team through our Ask the Experts program or segment on BFC Live, and every Monday, we'll get one question answered for you. Our sister publication, Report on Psychedelics, has two new podcasts out this week, their weekly briefing and a conversation with Dylan Bainan, uh, the CEO of MindBloom. As well, last week they did a webinar with Dr. Srinivas Rao, where he explained the complicated journey a drug must take to get to market and participated in a Q&A with the Report on Psychedelics community. Go to reportonpsychedelics.com to see all of those things. As well, thank you to the Neo Exchange for their ongoing support of the Report on Psychedelics. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, as well, thank you to our partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, BDSA, and now CanDelta for their ongoing support of Business of Cannabis. Now, this conversation with Corey Mangold of Orchid Ventures. Thank you. Corey Mangold, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I want to know all about Orchid. I want to know the backstory, the current story, the future story. Uh, you're traded on the CSE, our great friends down the road here in Toronto. Tell us a little bit about the company, and then we'll get into it. Okay, well, company, uh, we founded the company in uh, 2017. We launched into the market with a line of vaporizer products. That's kind of what our, we thought our entrance would be into the cannabis market. Uh, I had been personally using uh, vape cartridges for quite some time. Uh, didn't like the experience I was getting from them. I had five kids in the house. I couldn't be using flour. And so I was using vape cartridges and they just weren't good. And I didn't feel good about the safety of them. And so I engineered uh, a proprietary vaporizer device uh, with a manufacturing partner uh, that we've had a long relationship with over in China. And we created this line of vaporizer products. We took it out to market. It did really well, got into a bunch of stores. 
and then we started realizing all the downfalls and all the issues within the cannabis industry. Uh, the fact that, you know, the illicit market isn't being enforced, they can go out and sell products at very low costs, um, and it's very tough to compete. And all of our competitors were out selling products into the illegal dispensaries where we weren't. We never distributed one product to an illegal dispensary, and we still have held true to that. So it's been difficult when you're competing against a lot of companies that are playing both sides of the fence and making lots of money because there's a lot of money in the illicit market. We weren't, we don't, we never will. Uh, and so we kind of trudged through uh, the first year or so, uh, first two years. We went public, uh, started trading on the CSE. We all know what happened in June and July. Uh, obviously we took a massive hit there along with most other stocks that I follow uh, within cannabis. Uh, and in November, we really had a kind of a shift of mind. And we realized that the last two years, going and trying to sell a thousand or five thousand dollars worth of product to 450 stores is a very cumbersome task. Um, and in November, I had the analogy that, you know, we've been digging for gold, yet this whole time we've had the best shovel on the market. Why aren't we selling shovels? Uh, so we shifted the business. We launched in uh, December a new division called PeerTech delivery systems, which manufacturers and engineers, the only vaporizer products available on the market that are emissions tested at AFNOR standards, which is the most stringent standard set by the European Union. Uh, so we know with proof that our product is clean and safe. Uh, of course, the oil that puts into it, that, that people put into it, that can not be good or good be good. But we know that the hardware is not going to cause anything. There's no glues, there's no chemicals, there's no heavy metals. Um, and then we uh, have started uh, selling and we are now in market. We have orders, we have POs, we've invoiced people and been paid and it's going very, very well. Uh, it's surprisingly much, much easier. It's back to B2B sales, which is something that I'm much more familiar with uh, as well as the rest of our team. And it keeps our focus on engineering and technology and marketing which is what I've been doing for 21 years as a software engineer and an owner of advertising agencies. I know that side, I can build those businesses. Uh, the product and being a, being a product company was difficult and didn't have a lot of experience within the executive team and we struggled. So we've shifted now and really focused on peer tech and even more excitingly, Cellgate Sciences. Uh, Cellgate is a technology that we've licensed globally exclusively for the THC industry. We could still sell it into the CBD industry and the nutraceutical industry, which we do and are, um, but with a heavy focus on the THC industry. The unique part about Cellgate, it's the only clinically proven and published technology, aside from you know pharmaceutical type drugs with cannabis like GW Pharmaceuticals, in the consumer space is the only clinically proven and published technology that's safe, it's vegan, it's all natural, there's no surfactants, and it's not, you know, the nanotechnologies that you hear about there. Um, I, I, want, I want to dive into that because uh, with, with all the things you're talking about, we're talking about um, delivery methods uh, of cannabis that are uh, not on the vape side, but on the, on the sort of uh, the, the new one um, or, or the new to sort of cannabis side, much more accessible to people, much more replicable. We were talking about before we came on sort of what it actually means to someone who ingests it. Talk a little about the onset time, sort of the safety aspect of it and what it actually means for me who's ingesting it. Yes, the biggest thing when it comes to orally ingested cannabis products, that's we've never launched that. 
those products for a reason. I always had a personal fear. Uh, I don't like the inability to get product liability insurance. And it's everything negative you hear about cannabis is always edibles. It's always somebody took too much, had a really bad experience. I've done it and it's a horrible experience, which is why I haven't used edibles for almost three years until now. Uh, with Cellgate, when you take an edible or a tincture, any orally ingested um, substance, you're going to feel the effects uh, in less than five minutes with a full onset in less than 10 minutes. So you're not playing that guessing game of did I take too much? Did I take too little? And the experience is also very different. It's not like an edible where you get kind of that paranoid, anxiety ridden feeling, uh, which I hate as somebody that has anxiety and pretty bad anxiety. I don't like to add to it. Um, and this product just doesn't act that way within the body. Uh, it is clinically proven and published. We've been on the cover of the American Endocannabin the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine the last two issues. We published a CBD uh, safety study as well as a CBD absorption study, proving our product safer uh, than others out there and also proving that we absorb higher than any other CBD out there. Uh, and it's not these nanotechnologies that people are focused on. If you look up nanotechnology and the FDA stance on it, it's unlawful. Uh, nano products were used in a zinc oxide sunscreen about a decade ago and killed 12 people uh, in a very quick amount of time from it hitting the market. Uh, and because of the particulates or breaking the blood brain barrier. And so we actually measure every single batch. Uh, we measure our particulate size uh, at the nanoscale to make sure we're above a certain limit uh, to not cause potential safety uh, uh, issues. So the technology is, is safe, it's effective, it completely revolutionizes the edible experience. Uh, the first products with Cellgate and THC are gonna be launching on the market here in the next two or three weeks or so. Uh, and we're in formulation with about a dozen companies right now, uh, some of which are some of the largest companies in the United States and have massive distribution. And that's really what we're focused on right now is getting products into market in hopefully, you know, 15 to 20 states here in the next 30 to 45 days. Uh, and then that will be the promotion and the marketing we need for Cellgate because people will see the only products that kick in that quick and they have the Cellgate logo on them. And they have the clinical trials that anybody can go look and, and check out and read. Although clinicals are very difficult to understand and read for the layman. Um, but we feel it's absolutely revolutionary. Uh, and I feel like it's something that every edible and topical and drink will have to have in it because consumers will realize that this product is available and kicks in in five minutes. They're not going to buy one that takes an hour to kick in and they're left guessing what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time talking about it over the past year and a half because, as you may know, on the Canadian landscape, when we legalized cannabis, those products weren't even available. Drink, beverages, edibles, all those things. Basically because exactly what you said, because the onset time is long. People are, if they're familiar with it, they are. If they're not, it, it, it takes time to get used to it. The dosage of the products on the shelves here is far less of what's on in California, Oregon, Colorado, and the rest. And so we've taken a slightly different approach. But what you're talking about actually, I think would have facilitated more um, recognition that this is, the onset is, it could be like a beverage, right? Like a, like a beer or even faster actually. Um, and much more, it, it, because the onset's uh, more replicable or more steady, um, the idea that people will know the dosage and not overdo it is much, much more in tune with, with how people behave normally. Yeah. 
it, it even goes into the packaging of products or the delivery system. You look at tinctures and it's usually a 30 ml dropper bottle. Droppers are wildly unpredictable and inaccurate. Uh, the fluid's not coming out. You don't know how much is in there. It sits up at the very top. There's air bubbles. Uh, we have a new bottle that we're using and we're going to be, you know, requiring our uh, tincture clients to use, which is a pump bottle. And it's a metered one milligram dose for every pump that gets, you know, squirted basically onto your tongue. Um, and it's a great experience and it tastes great. And that's been the biggest thing. We were working with a very large edible manufacturer, gummy bear manufacturer, and every technology or so-called technology they've tried to use has been horrible flavor. Uh, and with, our, with ours, we got the flavor to be the, exactly what it, to match the unmedicated uh, version of it. And the taste is incredible. The tincture tastes incredible. So it's really, it's expanding our ability to grow as a company through what we're good at, which is B2B sales and not slugging it out on the streets, trying to get into a thousand dispensaries, you know? It's a tough slog. That part of it's a tough slog. But the B2B, the B2B part, much... I mean, it sounds like the experience that you have and, and the way you're approaching it is, a, is a, a much quicker path to exactly where you want to be with your strengths. Yeah. And the biggest thing I've seen in this industry, especially over the last two years, first in Oregon, now it's starting to hit in California, is the uh, market saturation and the, the fallout of that. You know, companies going out of business, companies unable to shift and, and make changes, uh, whereas you know, I've owned and operated very successful companies for 21 years. And I knew we were failing. I knew we weren't doing a good job. I knew we were struggling and we needed a change. And fortunately, we have a very experienced executive team and we were able to shift, change our model, launch these two new wholly owned subsidiaries with zero capital requirements. We didn't go out and raise capital. We're still not going out raising capital. Uh, and that's intentionally. We're living off of our own our own profits and our own revenue, and proving to ourselves that we can still bootstrap, just like I have with startups. Going back to when I was 18 years old, starting my first company with zero money and turning it into a multi-million dollar organization. I know we can do it. We're doing it, and we have, and we have sales. We have revenue coming in. Really excited about our upcoming financials. Uh, we'll be putting out a lot of releases here in the short uh, future. Um, and we're, we're excited about where it's going and we're proving to ourselves that we are able to shuck and jive and, and, and make those modifications to the business to stay alive and to get to a profitable state. Well, well, we look forward to following up with you as the days, weeks, and months go on. We appreciate your time today and thanks for being here and uh, good luck in the coming, uh, again, days, weeks, and months. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Thanks, Corey.